This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business, NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I've paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Nathan Latka here. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Sean Howell. He did 700 grand in revenue last month via 100,000 people paying him $7 per month. His company is called Hornet. It's a gay dating app and his goal is to beat Grinder. Top Tribe, good morning. I'm so glad you're here with me again. Our guest this morning is Laura Behrens-Wu. She is the co-founder and the chief executive officer of Shippo. Laura co-founded Shippo after personally experiencing the obstacles, the obstacles really businesses face when setting up their shipping operations when she was building her own e-commerce business. We're going to learn all about it. Laura, are you ready to take us to the top? Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's going to be fun. So tell us first, what was the e-commerce business that you had uh, that 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 led you basically to say something like Shippo needs to exist? Yeah. So I always thought e-commerce is such a fun thing to do on this site. So I'm really passionate about e-commerce. Um, I started building a little e-commerce store on Shopify. That's That was so easy to set up. I was ready to go immediately. And I was excited about... Um, social e-commerce. So I was sourcing goods from NGOs that um, from all over the world that came socially manufactured. And I wanted to sell them here in the U.S., tell the story of the people who um, made those items and allow people to have access to very unique, unique goods from all over the world. So and then that was that was how this really started. So I built my my Shopify store. That was really easy. Um, Payments was part of Shopify already. And then suddenly when the first order started coming in, I needed to get the items from all these different countries to my customers who are mostly in the U.S. And then I also had some items already stored in the U.S. that I wanted to ship over directly. So it was like facing a really complicated shipping problem. And that was the first time I realized shipping is, a, is an issue. What volume um, did you grow that e-commerce business to in terms of in terms of revenue before you stopped into <laughs> Shippo? It was. It wasn't big. It no, wasn't big. but every, everyone starts somewhere. How small was it? So I was selling like one to three items a week. It was okay. very small. Hey, you have I to was, start there, right? <laughs> I was still working at another uh, startup on the site, so I was really just doing this for fun. And I realized how old were you back back then? Twenty one. Okay, so we were, you were out of college, right? Yes, right okay. out of college. I was uh, interning for another startup. Which and, one? Uh, Lend up. Hmm. 
yeah, they're a socially responsible um, payday loan company. Yeah, great. Great, great, great. So, okay, so you decided you need to build Shippo. So <laughs> what happens? It's not like you had a corporate job and had saved up a bunch of money. How'd you get the thing going with, with little financing? Yeah, so it was, I tried to drop ship everything. So not have any inventory in my own home and um, drop ship everything from the vendors directly. So that was pretty low cost. And then, um, I mean, Shopify is very low cost as well. Building, like the plan is I think $20 a month. And everything is basically baked in. So it wasn't like getting started wasn't really the problem. The problem was like how to make this work because shipping is such a big cost factor in e-commerce, something I didn't expect before. Mm -hmm. So shipping is really eating eating into your margins, especially if you don't know how to get um, discounted shipping rates. And with one to three items a week, I, I didn't qualify for any discounts. Okay. So what, I mean, in a typical physical product, okay. in the gross margin, what is that typically assuming shipping's above the line? So it's anything between 15 to 30%, depending on the size of your e-commerce store. That's the shipping cost or that's gross margin. Uh, that's the cost of shipping relative to, um, the, the cost of your product. Okay. So if a $10 product, you're going to spend a dollar to $3 shipping it. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, what does Shippo get, get it down to? So our discounts, depending on size and weight and shipping provider, go as high as 60% off compared to retail shipping rates. So you're going to get my shipping costs on a $10 item between 50 cents and $1.50. Yes, exactly. And why? Because you're basically aggregating the volume and using that as leverage to get better deals. So we're able to pool together a volume from all the customers using Shippo and then negotiate on behalf of our customers with their joint volume. Yeah, that's smart. What is your volume? How do you measure volume? What's the metric? So volume right now is shipping volume. So that's all we care about. That's our number one KPI, how many packages we ship. Interesting. And today we're doing millions of packages a month. Okay. This is August, 2016. You're doing, yes. you said 3 million per month? No, millions of packages a month. Above we're not a, giving the exact, but above a million. Okay. Above a million, but below three. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Big enough range where it's still vague, but okay. So you're doing <laughs> millions of packages that gives you, when do you start to get real economics of scale there? You have to have a hundred thousand packages shipped per month before you can negotiate. What's the number? Um, there is no hard number to this, which is why it's so complicated. Um, pricing and the discount structure is quite opaque. Mm -hmm. And we started negotiating with the shipping providers based on um, projected volume. So the shipping providers did believe in us that we could aggregate more volume than we had at the beginning and that we could be a value add to their business as well. And what, how would you describe your pricing model? I mean, this isn't, this isn't really SaaS, is it? Mm -hmm. It's not really SaaS. No, it's pay as you go. Yeah. Um, it's five cent per label. And that makes it interesting for like any type of e-commerce store, the really small ones just getting started to bigger e-commerce stores shipping hundreds of thousands of packages. Okay. So what is, again, I'm going to use you. I'm shipping 20 packages per month. What am I paying per package shipped? So you're paying five cents per label. Okay. No matter what. No matter what. How do you balance that? I mean, what if I'm shipping a, a 10 pound dumbbell? <laughs> so that doesn't really matter to us because we're not doing the actual shipping ourselves. So you still need to pay the shipping providers for the shipping costs, of course, but we're a software layer in between. We're not doing any of the actual shipping. All we do is we provide the software. Well, and why do I need you though? That's why I'm confused. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, the software. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, okay. So let me understand how that works. I, I, I am. Let's just do that example. I'm here at my home in Austin, Texas. I'm selling my custom, you know, you know, little barbells that are five pounds each. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody makes a purchase then on my website. Then what? So someone makes your purchase on your website. If you're integrated to Shippo, Shippo is going to compare all different shipping providers available for you. You're going to see the cheapest options, the fastest option, the local option, the best value option. And then depending on what you prefer, um, you buy the right shipping label. And the shipping rates that you're going to see are going to be discounted. So they're not going to be the standard shipping rates that you see when you walk into a FedEx store or a USPS location or even go to, your, to their website. Um, that's, that's the idea behind that. And then you purchase a shipping label, you put it on your package, and the right shipping provider will come and pick it up. Got it. Okay, but at, at the vendor, so it never goes into your home. Um, if you have your warehouse at home, it will come pick it up at home. If you have your items at the vendor, it will come pick it up at the vendor. So you are getting the reason people are paying you the five cents and they're happy to is because you're saving them way more than five cents because of all the aggregated data, right? Correct. It's the aggregated shipping volume, the aggregated volume that allows for economies of scale and discounts. And then there is aggregated data as well. And of course, there's a t- technology aspect to it. Okay, so, so what, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut we you provide, off. Don't worry. We provide really simple to use technology. It's um, one API or one web interface that connects you to all different shipping providers. So you don't have to do the integration work of all these shipping providers yourself. I imagine your dev team is constantly frustrated with these antique systems they're having to link into. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> exactly one of the point, pain points. The shipping providers, they're awesome at transporting your items, but they're not tech companies. So that's that's where we can help. Interesting. So tell us where you're at today. So unique customers, about how many unique customers are you servicing per month, August 2016? So right now we're having, we have more than 10,000 customers a month shipping with wow. us. Wow. Okay. Unique customers. And, and so if you're doing between, well, what, so what are they, what's the average unique uh, customer shipping with you in terms of volume shipping like packages per month? Oh, that's hard to say because we have a big long tail of customers who are doing a couple of items a day. And then we also have enterprise customers doing 10,000, 10,000 or more items a day. Is there one of those enterprise ones that you're proud of that you can actually talk about? Yeah, totally. So talk about um, one. Yeah. One of our customers, and I'm, I'm really proud of them because we started with them when they were still very small, and then they grew their business together with us. So now they're one of our bigger customers. The company's called Mimi Box. They're um, a box for Korean cosmetics. So once a month, you get a box full of Korean cosmetics to your doorstep, or you can buy the boxes one off, and they're shipped by us. Hey, I'll make a deal with you, Laura. Yeah. Most sponsors pay me a lot of money to like come on the show with sponsored placement. If you, (laughs) if you introduce, you know, I think this is a great deal. If you introduce me to the Mimi box CEO, I will feature them on the episode. So that'll be great for their business, but she'll also build on the storytelling of how she was a shippo, which is great for your business. Would you open to that? Let's do that. That's a good deal, right? I know them very well. They're in the same uh, building, actually. They're on the ground floor and we're on the fourth. Oh, very cool. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be fun. Okay, so so they started with you very small. They grew very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. What are So when I have him or her on, what will she or him tell me their gross margin is? Oh, that's a good question. I actually don't know that about Korean cosmetics. Okay, but it should um, be yeah. higher than industry average, right? If they're using Shippo? Yeah, it should be higher. Yeah, very cool. Okay, very cool. So uh, tell me about funding history. Are you guys self-funded or, or did you raise? So we went through 500 startups in summer 2014. 
And then we went on to raise a seed round and after that, a series A. Okay. So how much total have you raised? In total, we're at $9 million now. $9 million. And was the, were you at 500 when they were doing their typical kind of 150 for 5%? Um, I'm not sure if it was 150. I think at that time it was 75 for 1%, okay. but I will, I will need to look that up. That's okay. No, I was just curious because yeah. it's changed over time. Um, mm-hmm. the equity round you did, well, why did you, well, give me a sense of size in terms of team size. How many team members? Yeah. Today we're 28 people. Okay. And founding year was, you said 2014. Um, so the e-commerce company we found it was 2000. 13 and then 2014 was when we pivoted into a shipping company. Oh, so you went through 500 startups with the e-commerce business. No, no. We applied with the commerce business and we got rejected. And then we reapplied and got accepted with okay. the shipping business. Okay. So launch was 2014. You're at 28 team members. What did you need the extra money for? Yeah. So the last round we raised was really to scale this up. So we've been able to be profitable since early this year. Um, it's a good business to be in. It's a big market and we want to expand and grow in the U S of course, but then also internationally. Mm-hmm. And you can confirm or deny this, but my audience will likes when I make assumptions mm-hmm. uh, and then you maybe challenge me, but <laughs> if you're doing at least a million packages per month and you're making at a minimum five cents per package, it's fair to say your minimum kind of monthly revenue is somewhere around 50 K, right? Um, it's, at a it's minimum. a lot more at yeah. a minimum. Yes. So how do you, how are you making more than just the five cents? Do you have other things you're upselling? So we also sell, um, shipping insurance. Of course, uh, we have oh, tracking Laura, as a service. My, uh, you could barely hold back the <laughs> smile when you said shipping insurance. This must be like a ridiculously high margin, easy to sell concept. <laughs> shipping insurance is, is interesting. Um, our e-commerce sellers sometimes have, have the perception that, Certain shipping providers are less reliable than others, and then they choose to buy insurance. Shipping insurance. I love it. (laughs) Sometimes their items are just higher value, and they need to be sure that um, they're not sitting on the risk. So yeah, we have shipping insurance. We also have tracking as a product. Tracking is another interesting thing because tracking is the way is a great way to communicate as a store owner with the with the buyer while the buyer is just waiting for their package. Which is critical. I mean, FedEx, everybody has that built in. Yes. So you need to keep your customer updated, keep them excited, let them know where the package is. That also reduces customer service costs. Totally. So people are not writing and asking about the packages. They're getting those like notifications um, proactively. Yeah, I mean, you're giving this kind of power of like what UPS and Amazon and these big guys do to like the little guy. And it's almost like, it's almost like from order date to delivery date, like product marketing. It's like lifestyle marketing, right? In that, in that phrase. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you just laying in bed one day and said, oh my gosh, Uber's charging people a $1 safety fee for rides. We should invent shipping insurance. <laughs> I know that's what happened, isn't it? That's exactly. And you can't even talk about this with a straight face because it's just, you make, you probably print money on shipping insurance. Well, well, shipping insurance is is a smaller revenue stream. Okay. It's really not um, what we're focused on. It's just something that people well, if people need shipping insurance. We don't want them to go and like find it somewhere else. Sure, it should be all part of the platform. Five, so, so the the five cents per package that's still kind of your main revenue stream. That's the bigger revenue. Got stream, it. Yes. Okay, so you rate and then how big was the Series A round? The Series A was uh, seven million, and that was what last year, twenty fifteen. That was this year, um, March. 
Okay, March. Okay, so fairly recently. Okay, so you're probably, I'm guessing you're in the phase of like, okay, we have this money. It's kind of cool, but how do I make sure my team doesn't get more, like they don't start going to parties and spending more money just because we have more money? How do you how do you keep that balance, the scrappy balance, but you have a big bank account? Oh, um, so I am, That that's a good question. I'm just a little like stingy personally <laughs> in a good way. So let's say I'm conscious of, of money and we try to live that as a culture. So we try to be appreciative of what we have. Um, we try to be intrinsically motivated. And when we do have something coming up, we want to celebrate it in the right way. So we try to spend money on the on the right things and day to day just focused on just be focused on work. What did you guys spend on travel in August 25th, like last month? Do you remember? Do you know? Uh, we actually didn't travel last month. That's always a line item that starts to expand when I talk to founders after funding. Mm-hmm. You, all you have to do to see how aggressive, like how lenient the, the founders with cash is ask them what their travel expenses are. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who are looser with their cash, travel expenses always shoot up because that's the, <laughs> it's so easy to say, yeah, take the plane trip. Well, it's that could be easy to say if you have the right team in place already. Right now, we're still very lean also in terms of team size. Yeah. So when you're traveling, you can't you just can't get your work done. Um, yeah. So we, we try to keep that at a minimum. But we're also, of course, recruiting and building the team out. So UPS, their mm-hmm. head of business development, uh, just mailed you a forty seven million dollar check to buy the business. Do you sell? Well, forty seven million. Yeah. I think here what we're talking about is that we really try to be carrier agnostic. So we don't want to be owned by the UPS or FedEx or USPS. We want to work with all different shipping providers. That's the power of the platform. Who's your ideal exit, assuming there's a culture fit? Um, So, I mean, shopping platforms are, e-commerce platforms are a good fit. Marketplaces are a good fit. Shopify. I love the Shopify team. We work closely together with Shopify, but at this point, we're not really thinking of an exit yet. Are you integrated? You're the API wise. You're integrated with them. Uh, we built an app on top of Shopify. Got it. So, Very yeah. cool. Well, Laura, if people want to follow your journey as you keep building uh, the business, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter. That's just Laura Barons Vu at Laura Barons Vu. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, both places work. If you want to shoot me an email, I'm just Laura at GoShipo.com. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at NathanLatka.com forward slash Send Later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at Nathan NathanLatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now.
Very cool. Top Tribe will link to all that goodness in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 439. Again, forward slash the top 439. All right, Laura, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what it's called? What is it? Come on. You just broke my heart. (laughs) It's called the Famous Five. Are you ready? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm ready. Rapid fire answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, It's the hard things about hard things. That's a good one. Number two, favorite CEO that you're studying? Oh, I love Patrick Collison from Stripe. So yeah, I'm a big fan and their business is quite similar to ours. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like FreshBooks? Mm, Favorite online tool. So we're using Slack and that works really well. Yeah. So Slack is where we all communicate. We have some random channels in there as well. So yeah, Slack would be my favorite online tool. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? (laughs) I wish. And what, do you mind sharing your age? I'm 25. Okay, 25. And married, single, do you have kids? I don't have kids. I have a cat. Um, Not married. You said you had a cat? Yes. Okay, so like half a kid. (laughs) (laughs) So so Laura, last question. Take us back five years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Mm. So that's a, that's a really good question. I like, when I look back, a lot of things have gone wrong, but in the end they turned out to be right. And we, we got those opportunities because things went wrong to give you a specific example. Like we applied with that e-commerce store to 500 startups. We got rejected. We were devastated. Like we didn't know what to do. We thought, we thought our dreams were now all like shattered and then half a year later, we made a successful pivot and joined 500 startups. So, and, and that took us like all the way. So I would say like when bad things happen, it's not the end of the world. Like maybe half a year later, a year later, you'll understand how that seemingly bad incident let, like led to something really great. I love that. Top Tribe, you heard it here from Laura. Just trust that things will turn out right. She's 25. She's crushing it. It's GoShipo.com. They're now doing over 1 million packages per month, over serving over 10,000 unique customers. And what's most important is the customers are growing with GoShipo like Mimi Box. 2018 members out there in San Francisco. Laura, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed Lord today, go back and listen to Zach Benson yesterday. He danced his way to 100 grand in revenue using his business smarts and his genius dance moves. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.